Hi there, skating fans. Welcome to another edition of the Skate Canada Alumni Podcast. Welcome back again to the Alumni Podcast from Skate Canada. My name's Alex Kilby, and I'm the Technology Projects Manager. This season, Skate Canada and the Alumni Committee welcome two new members into the family. This January at Nationals in St. John, two of Canada's most popular national team athletes, Dylan Moscovich and Elage Balde, renewed their friendship and reminisced about the experiences skating has provided them. Facing the end of their first year of retirement from competition, they also talked about their new goals and, through many giggles, share how skating has prepared them for the road ahead as they both embark on new directions. Here is Dylan and Elage. Man, when was the last time we saw each other? Hmm. Honestly, has it has it been a year? Was it Nationals last year? No way, no way. Has it been? I can't think. Skate, of. Were you at Skate Canada? No. Were you at the camp? I stopped by briefly, but I don't think so. Oh my god, it's been a year, man. This is the problem. This is the problem this with is, retiring. You is, don't get to see your friends <laughs> on a regular basis, and you all lose these track like of, high school reunions, <laughs> like you know, every other month they disappear. Yeah, they disappear, and you lose track of time. That's what I found. Well, as a retired man now, I feel like I lose, <laughs> retired, tra- yes. Oh, yes. I lose track of time. I don't On even the beach know what of day of Belize. <laughs> my retirement's just been so consuming, and it's like you know, I never know what day of the week it is. I, I'm just completely in the middle of it, and that's just uh, that's yeah, that's the retirement. yeah. I have noticed that um, the complete lack, complete and utter lack of schedule. <laughs> yes, has kind of thrown me for a loop. <laughs> Absolutely, and we're so used to our entire lives. We're so used to literally living. And not, and not just day to day, week to week. No, no, we, no. We, at, in our sport in particular, we have, it's 95% preparation. 95. Yeah. All of our work is Absolutely. preparation. And we Absolutely. compete like, you know, a few times a year. A few times. Literally like five, six times Man, a year. Man, being around tennis, I don't even understand it. Like their training is competing. Yeah. All they do is compete. They just yeah. compete, compete, compete. Yeah. Imagine if we had to do that. Imagine if no, every week I'm we quit. had to compete. <laughs> I, <would quit. laughs> I wouldn't have been Done. in this sport for so long. See ya. <laughs> for sure. But yeah, the structure, the, the day-to-day, like waking up, eating, going to training, coming back home, eating, sleeping, waking up. This day-to-day training, I think. Well, even resting is like is part of your job. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. you yeah. have to yeah. schedule in yeah. your recovery. Which I kind of like because one oh, of I'm my really ways to recover. <laughs> is playing video games so okay. now I have a, okay. I had an excuse my I like the Norma career. Tech and Netflix thing exactly you know, like. or video games you know it was all prepared it's, it's a plan you know my coach told me to rest this is the way that I yeah. rest and now you feel bad about yourself if you do when it. I do it absolutely yeah. yeah so man it's been a year that's it yes. it's been a year okay alright yeah. so, yeah. so let's start by tell tell me if you were to kind of capture it in a nutshell how would you say the most transformative year of your life has gone because that's pretty much what it is, right? It, it, it's the biggest it change of your it's life. It's the biggest, absolutely. I mean, we've been doing the same thing for 20, so, I mean, our entire life. So, yes, it's absolutely the most transformative uh, year of my life. And it's been, honestly, it's been kind of smooth. <laughs> <laughs> you okay there? Do you want me to teach you how to drink coffee? You good? <coughs> Sorry, I'm actually shocked. <laughs> <laughs> it's been uh, it's 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 it, I know I know and I, I was actually shocked too because I choked on my coffee when you said smooth 
Like no one retires and it's smooth. Like what? What's your secret? You should you should sell this. I should, I should sell. I should put it on the. Yeah. Well, you know, for me the reason why it was smooth is because I'm still skating. You know, True. I'm still. Okay. I'm I'm touring. I'm doing more shows than I've ever done. Obviously, because I'm 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 not competing anymore and I'm not training. So. On a consistent basis, I'm performing. I'm performing. I'm skating. I'm 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 jumping. I'm doing pretty much everything that I used to do, except it's not uh, on a training schedule. So, in terms of skating career, skating transition, uh, it has been smooth for for this specific reason. And the other reason why I feel like it's been smooth is because now I'm just enjoying performing. Mm -hmm. And every time I'm on the ice. I'm literally just living and I'm being. And well, I'm, that's kind of where you were always in your element, right? So now exactly, exactly. Not that you weren't when you were competing, no, but like you're a natural born performer. So. It's what I love to do. It's, right. it's what, right. uh, throughout the last few years of my life, I've really, uh, I've really noticed that performing has been um, a, source of, a source of happiness for me and fulfillment. And so, you know, now being able to just do that. Um, has been has been the key really for for this smooth transition and you know and yes I'm busier than I've than I've ever been but I get to see the world at the same time and I right. get to well and I wanted to ask you about that because I mean as as competitive athletes we travel quite a bit but as a retired athlete you now mm -hmm. travel more even more yeah. and would you would you find that's been a bit of an adjustment or are you absolutely. easy with traveling absolutely I've always been easy with traveling I love I love traveling being on a plane is not a problem to me uh, going to airports has always been uh, very comfortable but it is an adjustment because now it's on a whole other level like mm -hmm. it, it, it you know we used to travel maybe once a month or you know maybe twice a month if we had two competitions international competitions that month but you know when you're training in the summer, you're not really traveling. At the beginning of the season, you're not traveling. At the end of the season, you're not really traveling either. So now it's every, you know, I, I, I was trying to actually think about it since I've retired, since Four Continents last year. I haven't spent more than three weeks, maybe four weeks in one place for the entire year. And and that was and that was and that was the first time this last month in December where I spent three and a half weeks in Russia. But before that, I would say the longest time I was in one place was maybe two weeks max. Wow! You know, so this this amount of travel has been uh, a challenge and has been something that I I'm trying to learn how to cope with it and how to deal with it because you know consistently changing time zones. Just for example, my my month of of December, I flew from LA to Newfoundland for a seminar from Newfoundland to uh, to um, the final for uh, in Vancouver from Vancouver to Japan from Japan to Russia and from Russia back to Canada and back Canada back to LA and that was in the span of a month and and a few days right so do doing these kinds of these kinds of things is uh, it, it takes it takes time to adjust to it because I don't you know it's hard to feel like you have you have a you have a place you have a home right whereas when we're training we're most of the time mm. in one place training and doing that kind of stuff so that part of of traveling has been has definitely been a challenge but you know I, I i'm adjusting to it and i'm getting used to it and you know i have i have my routine i have my pillow i have my blanket i have my headphones i have the whole thing everything i need what to about, travel what about the stuffed animal you travel oh you know i do <laughs> you know i do you 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 ask these questions because you knew i was going to answer mm -hmm. yes you know i ha i have my stuffed animal and my girlfriend gave it to me, and I love it very much. Oh, wow. And it smells That's like her. Disgustingly adorable. <laughs> you would do the same thing. I, yeah. Yeah. You'd probably have yeah. two of them. No, why two? 
because Mars. I am a I am a just in case guy. Like, what if I lose one? You know, I I can't be without there you one. Go. Yeah, there so you go. There you go. You gotta always be on top of things. There you I get go. it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> How hard is it with the laundry? You know, traveling that much. Uh, I don't do it. I just wear the same stuff for. Well, that month. explains a lot, right? Is that why you're I'm sitting so far away from creeping me? Down yeah. my couch? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just for yeah. my own, that's you just, know, that's just what sanitary I do, reasons. We're but, humans. You know. We have body. We have body odor. No, it's, I guess some are more real. civilized than others. Alive. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm totally <laughs> fine with my it. smell. Yeah, I well, love it. I don't think it's so much you. I think it's everyone else. That's the problem. <laughs> well, you know what? If they appreciate me and they like me as a human being, they will appreciate my smell too. Yeah. Well, that's what I think. That's what I think. But you know, this is uh, clearly we're not. You know, we don't all agree about certain things. But that's that's, that's just what disagree. it is. Agree to disagree. Now, what about you? How has been uh, your transition? From, uh, Very different than that. Completely different than that. Like, <laughs> opposite end. Opposite end. Okay. Um, well, let's let's uh, let's hear it. What have you I, been doing? When I finished at Four Continents as well, mm. um, I had a couple shows left, and then I put my skates away. Mm. Um, I put them in a storage in bin. In a storage bin. I like. I couldn't even look locked at them. it. Couldn't even look at them. No. 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 Um, so maybe May, May, yeah, the beginning of May was my last show at the Cricket Club. Wow. And, uh, and how many shows did you do in that period? Maybe three. Okay. It was, it was like, a, it was very cold turkey yeah. for me. Yeah. Uh, put the skates away. Right when I got home from Four Connors, I think a week or two later, I started acting classes. Okay. Like just oh, acting. Oh yeah, because you've been you've been even before you retired, you've been saying that you yeah I wanted to, wanted and I started to, to do some improv classes uh-huh, and just kind of uh-huh. dabble a bit. And, and then, when did you when did you kind of start that kind? Of, when did you have the idea that maybe you wanna you wanna do that kind of stuff? Um, probably five years ago. Okay. okay. Six years ago, yeah. I started thinking about it. Went back and forth, kind of put it away for a bit, mm-hmm. and started studying some business courses, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. entrepreneurship courses. Mm-hmm. And then realize, like, no, I, I actually feel enough pull towards it that if I don't try it, I'll mm-hmm. probably regret it. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I thought, you know, the way my career ended, um, my show career didn't exactly pan out mm-hmm. for me in the way that I was in the way that I was hoping it would. Okay. You know, I kind of... And what were you... What were <clears throat> oh, I, I, you know, I'd done Stars and Ice 2017. Yeah. I, w- I would, would have loved to be back on the tour. I would have loved to do... Um, touring like that but I mean skating in Canada is incredibly strong yeah and yeah, you're up against thing. a lot of uh, a lot of great skaters who yeah. t- you know rightfully so take those yeah. spots and yeah. our yeah. our career my my career in our season didn't end very well so uh, we weren't you know at the top yeah. of the list which yeah. I totally yeah. get absolutely um, but I guess I wasn't feeling pulled towards skating in enough that I would have wanted to do the grind and travel mm-hmm. the world and be mm-hmm. away all the time and mm-hmm. and uh, you know be in different shows like yeah, yeah. I like, kind of just like Disney or yeah something. yeah just yeah, doing different yeah. stuff and, and not that I'm knocking them I just yeah. it didn't feel like, like my gut wasn't wanted, saying yeah go of course my gut was saying don't of go course, of course, and so of course. Uh, I decided you know the universe was telling me it was yeah. it was time to to pivot and. Um, I went after another passion that I was feeling really drawn towards, mm-hmm. um, and that was a huge uh, eye-opening experience to yeah. start that. I mean, just I can imagine. 
going from being so comfortable doing something I did for, I mean, Our lives. 30, 30 years yeah. I skated. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a couple PhDs in there somewhere. <laughs> right. I just that threw myself time. into something new and, yeah. and kind yeah. of just embraced the discomfort of, yeah. you know, essentially feeling vulnerable and yeah. naked and yeah, like yeah. acting classes not knowing what yeah. i was doing versus being able to like close my eyes and get it done and yeah and so much uncertainty too yeah it was therapeutic too yeah. because you yeah. as an athlete you can use will and mm -hmm. and mental strength and and fortitude to push through to things, things and like done, to yeah. get it done and mm -hmm. acting it doesn't work that way yeah. it doesn't yeah you have to accept and allow and mm -hmm. be wherever you're at that day mm -hmm. and then use that so you have to be able to like come to terms with whatever you're feeling and wherever you're at at any given time yeah and, and it forces that. you to face it yeah, right yeah, so yeah absolutely <clears throat> there were a number of scenes where you know the the loss of my skating or mm -hmm. the way mm -hmm. my season ended my mm -hmm. career ended which was very difficult for me having to face that and use it as some sort of inspiration or some sort of lead up mm -hmm. to a scene mm -hmm. even just practicing in class yeah yeah i had to like yeah. sit with it yeah. over and over and over and the scene can be completely it had nothing to do with the emotion you all you have to find is like it. one string of a connection yeah and it makes sense yeah and then it works yeah. it's fine yeah so so yeah it's very therapeutic was, in the way that you're allowing yourself to feel and a lot of the times i feel like you know whether it's retiring or whatever it is, you know, having a certain feeling about uh, about a situation, a lot of times we don't let ourselves feel it, you know, and 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 by feeling is how you heal, right? right. So so in this, you know, in this sense that that has it been forced uh, me. It forced you. It, yeah. you, you had no choice. To Compartmentalizing is like one of the strongest skills yeah. I've picked up from skating. Um, also, being a pair skater, you know, yeah. you have to be strong for your partner, and yeah. I just have gotten so good yeah. at taking things, putting them in a box, yeah, and like, locking it away. Just carry on and like mm -hmm. don't mm -hmm. let it affect me. Mm -hmm. And so having to like deal, deal with, with that it, stuff, like, even though I don't, I don't want to. Yeah, it was good. It yeah. was very good for me. Very Absolutely. good life lesson. Huge learning process. Um, I can always turn on the compartmentalizing all the time. <laughs> always. It's not a, not a, a problem. thing, but the rest is... As an athlete, we learn how to... Uh, <laughs> oh, it's there. Well. It's, it's, it's going to be a lifelong struggle. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, all the things will slowly start coming yeah. out of the box, right? Yeah. And, and that's just... And the, the, other, the other thing that was super interesting was how humbling it was to start to go to auditions. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I've had this lifelong experience of competing. Yeah. At the highest level. Yeah. With a lot of pressure. Yeah. And I'd go into an audition, and the first couple, I was, like, so nervous, so, <laughs> so uncomfortable, because I don't know what to expect. Yeah, absolutely. And you walk into a room, a waiting room, and you're sitting there, and there's, like, you know, 20 guys that look like you. <laughs> so how do you differentiate You're like, yourself? oh, okay. Reading the breakdown, silence on camera, guy riding bicycle. Okay, how am I going to make this unique? So I can stand out and be the best guy riding bicycle, you know? And, like, I'm sitting there, like, what am I doing with my life? And I go into the what room. What have my life I have to, to sit on a bike. I, this, one, this one audition I'll never forget. It was early, like, really early on. And I had to sit on a bike and ride in a circle in a small studio, like, like smaller than room. a hockey circle, right? Like, I'm riding in a circle. It's a weird-shaped bike. I've got, like, a skateboard helmet on, which was too big for me. So already I look ridiculous. I'm not getting the part. Done. So I'm, like, I plan my whole day around this audition, uh. and I'm in there for 30 seconds. And I get on the bike, and they're like, okay, now ride in a circle and smile like you're having the time of your life. <laughs> I'm, like, riding around this 
dumb smile on my face and they're like more smile more and they're like taking photos like okay thanks get off the bike walk out never hear from them again right and that's it that's how it that's works it. you only hear if something went really really well there's no there's no judges there that's like no feedback here's your score oh let's look at the breakdown yeah. let's figure out what went wrong no there's just you get ghosted you know there's no feedback you just Nothing. Oh my Nothing. god. So back to the drawing board and I don't know why, but <laughs> and that must be one of the hardest things to it's, deal with. Man, you gotta have a skaters, thick skin. You gotta have skaters, a thick skin. We're so used to feedback. We yeah. have judges, we have the national team, we have our coaches, choreographers. Everyone's giving you and feedback. Then it's at still all hard. Times. And it's still hard because sometimes it's so close that Of course. It's a you know, it's a, a preference, of right? Of course, of course. But like this could be as simple as like, well, you know, I liked his eyebrows better. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right, it could be something completely superficial. Oh, ridiculous! And I, I remember there was because uh, uh, you know Michelle, she she also does auditions, and she was telling me one time that um, <coughs> they, they had her, they had they took a chair and they had her sit or lay on the chair. So it's it's a chair, right? But you have to be laying sideways, like planking, like planking. So basically, you, only your hips are on the chair, and then your upper body is on the on right, one side, right. and your legs are on the other side. She had to be laying on her stomach. And she had to pretend to be a mermaid for about 45 seconds, pretending that's, to be a mermaid that's, for 45 that's seconds. That's an eternity. And she had to make fish noises as she's doing this. But what? Like, what, is, what is a fish noise? What? Like, bloop, exactly. Bloop, bloop. bloop that's, that's technically, that's a, I guess, that's a bubble. A bubble. Yeah. That's not a fish noise. What is a fish noise? Like, you, so... <laughs> So she's explaining to me the situation and I was just sitting there and I was I was picturing her doing it and I just thought to myself that I'm pretty sure that at some point the people who are running the audition they have decided already who they wanted you know they they come in they know okay this person looks like what we want we're going to take this person everybody else they just play with them. I, 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 that's just my opinion. Just to like just, spice up their afternoon. Spice up like, their afternoon. They're they feeling a little have, They sad. probably have competition. Like, how can you work in Mermaid into this audition? <laughs> yes. There's nothing to do. It's like a chocolate nothing. bar commercial, exactly. right? Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Sure. But sure. they, I, I'm convinced. I think that's how they work. And I, maybe it's not. It's no, probably not. Know. But that's just That would I, be a funny show. The behind the scenes of casting. Of casting, right? So you've been to a few castings. I can, I've been to I can, a few. I can tell. I've been to a few. And have some been successful? Uh, yeah, I've done a couple commercials, a um, yeah. couple auditions for some actual series. And, okay. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah? A lot of fun. Big growing experience for me, you know, yeah. uh, having to be patient again and yeah. um, allow myself time to develop without putting too much pressure on myself. Of course, of course. You know, that... that uh, We're athletes. We, we put That high achieving ourselves. perfectionist yeah, yeah, yeah. is great, but it also can hinder you. So Absolutely. I'm... I'm I'm working it out, yeah. uh, but it's been an interesting process. But because to commit myself to it, mm -hmm. I can't have a schedule. Yeah, absolutely. Because everything's last minute. You have to be. You open. know, like yeah. yeah. You have an audition tomorrow at 2 p.m. Memorize six, these six pages, oh my God. and there are three different scenes, oh and like God. prep them. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like we we practice for months before. <laughs> What, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you, you mean? Or like hours. pick up a piece of paper, look at it, and then make the scene come to life. Like, oh my what? God. This is the complete opposite of and, what we but do. But you know, you know what's interesting is like, I didn't feel so silly about some of the skating costumes I've had to wear. Anymore, you know, <laughs> right. like some of the choreography. <laughs> that As a male figure skater, sometimes you're like, really? Like, is this necessary? <laughs> is and then you go to do acting auditions, you're like, huh? Uh, 
Okay. Right. Well, okay. this prepared me for that. That's Abs- for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So it's been it's been it's been a, a ride, journey. and I'm just getting started. But good um, for you. Good it's for fun you. because I I I'm very much the kind of guy who likes to have my hand in many different uh, yeah. pots, you know. And yeah. uh, I do want to stay connected with skating. Yeah. But I don't necessarily want to, at least at this point in my life, I don't want to be a full-time coach. Yeah. I don't want to take responsibility for someone's career because I know I'm not in a place yet where I would feel completely comfortable with it yeah. because there's too many other things I want to do. And if yeah. I'm invested in someone's career, I'm all, in. all in. That's it. Absolutely. You know, I would have too much guilt if I backed off one ounce. Yeah. Um, and I see a lot of you know my friends who were very high-level skaters and have become coaches, and that's their life right do. and that's yeah. what that's the demand of being a coach of a high level athlete Absolutely. you have to be fully committed and so for me i find my value is a lot more um it's a lot more uh diversified when i can just be a consultant so yeah. i'm doing seminars for skate ontario mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. on uh pair intro yeah so young skaters from around ontario are coming in with their coaches i'm teaching the kids and the coaches how to start pairs like little mm-hmm, kids mm-hmm. just the basics of how to skate beside someone and, yeah and the basics of how a pair spin works and yeah. why it works yeah. and the yeah. forces and all yeah. these, which I find very interesting. Yeah. Um, I've been having meetings with Skate Ontario. We're developing a new task force and a new program to help pair together new teams for pairs. Mm-hmm. And, interesting. Um, how to identify uh, you like know, potential, potential yeah. international level pair skaters yeah. from around the country or yeah. around the province. Even if they're not skating together yet. Or yeah. even if they're not pair skaters. Uh-huh. And just, uh-huh. you know have a way of reaching out to them that they understand the opportunity mm-hmm. and without uh, overstepping. I think, yeah, I think yeah. there's a big misconception about pairs that, you know, if you stop skating singles, you're not good enough for singles. It's, it's not how it works. Yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, I mean absolutely. Megan Duhamel was senior national team member. Yeah. I Eric and I were one two in junior men. It doesn't yeah, mean you're absolutely. not good at singles, but absolutely. I mean like and I would trade in my COS jacket for an Olympic jacket any day. You know what course. I mean? Like I absolutely. I wouldn't have had the career I had if I if I didn't skate pairs, it's yeah, not. I wasn't meant to be a single of course, skater. Of course, of and, course. And you see a lot of a lot of good high level pair skaters that are actually incredible single skaters. More and more, or more and more, you right. see that at least in the world, you know. Right, and and it's a uh, it's a different. It's adding another set of tools. Yeah. To your repertoire of skills, yeah. even interpersonal skills that yeah. you won't learn skating by yourself. Absolutely. And they're they're meant for some people. Like I'm yeah. the oldest of four. I'm I'm a natural. Uh, team, I'm good with teamwork, yeah. you know, and I instantly, when I started skating with my sister, I instantly felt that, oh my God, this is like this supernatural is, this for me, right. whereas uh-huh. certain aspects of single skating were and some weren't. Yeah. And so I think if people open their mind up, they may actually find that, A, they're going to have more opportunities, mm-hmm. but B, they may like it, you know? Yeah. I felt like going back to singles, I felt like I was missing a limb out there yeah. by myself. Yeah, yeah, of course, of um, course. I always loved I always loved pairs to be honest and people might not know that but I you know I used to train with uh, Eric Terrier and he was a pair skater and a pair coach and um, from the age of like 14 15 I loved you know learning lifts and stuff I've always you know I've always, anytime I have the opportunity to do lifts with a pair skater I, I I really love it and I learned how to do star I learned how to do overhead I learned how to do lasso lasso actually no that's not the greatest one but uh, <laughs> no one likes lasso. <laughs> no one likes lasso but you know pressure lift and uh, all these things I I, I, I love yeah I love pairs and I'm sure I'm maybe sure you have ma- beautiful positions in the air I too. do 
I do. You know, we could probably choreograph a program together and make a comeback if you want. You know what? They may Blades have to wheel glory. me to the side of the ring to get <laughs> yeah, on. But at me that too. Point, yeah, me yeah. Too. I, I may turn like to dust dinos- at the end of the program. <laughs> right? but, you know, we were dinosaurs in this sport. But hey, why not? Maybe you'll be. Maybe you'll be my coach. I'll be the next pair skater. All right, in the world. Okay. Why let's not? do it. Let's do it. When you I find you kind of a short girl, I gotta either grow. So let's uh, let's you know. Make, do oh, the like um, the shin bone implant, shin bone, <laughs> shin bone implant. Yeah, might and, throw off your and, uh, your uh, proportions. Bad, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I might, I might not be able to jump anymore at that point. You know. Well, you, I'm sure you can manage a few jumps a program. A couple, okay, a couple, maybe some doubles here and there. So, you're doing the shows, you're doing the seminars, you're yeah. super involved with skating. Yeah. You also started a company called Skate Global. Yes. And from what I understand, because I'm partially involved, but yes. getting getting more involved, but from what I understand, you want to offer a mobile uh, program, essentially, yeah. that yeah. you can you can take around the world, yeah. a system yeah. where you're helping skaters to develop a higher level of performance and understanding of what it takes to be a top-level competitor and performer. Absolutely. So, so you want to talk a little more about yeah, that? Yeah. So, so basically, uh, what we want to do is we want to bridge the gap between high-level skaters, so, you know... Um, Patrick Chan or people that are uh, you for example or Caitlin Osme people that are really um, influential in the sport and we want to bridge the gap between them and the young generation the future generation of skating because um, you know I'm sure you felt the same way, but you know, when I was young and I had the opportunity to, I don't know, see Elvis Stoico or Kurt Browning or you know anyone that I looked up looked up to, you know, I, I felt this ball of energy and I was so inspired and I wanted to do this and I wanted to do that and and those kind of moments I'll always remember for the rest of my life and and in some ways I you know I would have loved to have even more of those and experience even more of those. So so basically, Liam Liam Fierce and I. We, for the longest time, while we were transitioning, so one of one of the other reasons why my transition was smooth is because, uh, you know, in the last couple years of my uh, of my career, I I started building this skate global thing where I knew I knew that you know eventually I would be able to transition into that. So Liam and I would be talking about you know what do we want to do later when we when we finish our competitive careers because you know all of us have been inspiring skaters with our skating for the longest time but how can we keep inspiring them and keep having an impact on 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 the next generation of skaters so we started doing seminars here and there around Canada and we'd go in and you know we do uh, most of the time at the beginning at least uh, you know the the normal formula which is you know a technical seminar where you know we work on jumps we work on spins we work on skating skills and then we started introducing a little bit of uh, uh, interpretation of music in there and musicality and some improv classes and then we really noticed that there was a there was a really strong demand for that the kids were super excited to do those classes and they would finish the class and they would feel you know they were they would be energized and they would tell us how much they they loved the class and they appreciate it and then the coaches would come back to us and say you know that class that you guys did with them you know has has helped this skater you know uh perform a little bit better in their program even if it's just uh one one uh look that uh that this skater added in their program that they didn't used to do before that gave them uh a performance quality that was a little bit different just little things like that we noticed that okay there's there's a demand for uh for this these kinds of seminars so we started doing more and more of those going into clubs and then we you know we started thinking how can we 
impact even more people at the same time right because when you go to clubs usually it's you know the skaters of that club will will uh, have access to the seminar but not everyone has access to it right so we were trying to think you know how can we have how can we make any skater um, give them the opportunity to participate to a seminar like that so we opened up um, our own seminar so basically um, next summer in June um, in Montreal any skater who wants to take the seminar is more than welcome to join we we didn't necessarily put a cap or a, um, a, a category that's uh, not accepted because we we believe that you know whether you're a star three or star six there's something you can learn about that whether you're an elite skater uh, nationals senior junior novice whatever it doesn't matter you can learn something from this kind of seminar if you're a recreational skater you can learn from th something from this seminar so we've opened it up to to every skater that wants to um, just develop certain skills and really uh, grow their passion for the sport and that's when I decided to team up with you know Patrick Chan and Caitlin Osmond and Liam Fierce and yourself and you you know, I, 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 I introduced um, also a dance teacher who's going to come in and not only teach dance classes, but movement. What is movement? How do you move? How should you be moving? Because if you look at dancers, they, they pay attention to every single detail. They pay attention to their hands. They pay attention to their neck. They pay attention to their feet. They pay attention to their hip. Everything that is moving that they can use to move, they pay attention to it. Whereas, and, they, and they know why. And they know and why. That's a different exactly. Whereas for us, sometimes uh, you know, skaters, we we do move, but we don't necessarily pay attention to the fingers and the hand and where the eyes are looking at. Little details that make a huge difference when you're sitting and watching. Someone who applies those things and someone who doesn't, you can see a difference in the quality of movement. So by introducing a, a movement coach in our seminar, we give the opportunity to, uh, to kids to learn these little details. And then, you know, we're also going to work on on things like uh, how to prepare yourself in terms of uh, your body, how to warm up for a competition, or how to warm up for practice on a day-to-day basis. You know, I, with me, I, how important that is. And mm -hmm. when we were young, we don't necessarily pay too much attention to it. But you know, if we would have, I, I personally, I would have, you know, saved myself from a lot of injuries. So, you know, by giving them those tools, we allow them to um, to to learn how to how to not, you know, how how to be healthy. Pretty much, um, so we have that in place, and then in conjunction with all of that, we're going to do a lot of mindset stuff. How to, you know, how to prepare yourself for competition. We've gone, we've been through so many ups and downs in our careers, and we've learned so many lessons. And and a lot of, you know, you'll, I think you'll agree with me that, you know, a lot of the sport plays in in how your mindset is, what you, what's headspace you're in when you're entering the competition. And, you know, most of the time, like you said, you know, we have willpower, we can make things happen. But, you know, certain days, uh, things don't happen the way that you want them to. How do you deal with that? Mm -hmm. And on the day-to-day -day basis, you when you have a, a set of tools to a be set able of to tools manage to be able everything. To, yeah. Exactly. So, you know, by giving those kind of tools, we're, we're, we're touching basically um, everything that has to do with not only just being a skater, but you know what it is to be an athlete right because an athlete you know your what you what you eat matters to like you said even resting you know mm -hmm. your rest period is planned because you need that to uh to be able to skate the next day and be in mm -hmm. in, in shape and have the right energy well it's a full-time job and i think that's it what is. It is. you know people <clears throat> often throughout my career like do you work as well it's like well no 
this is my job, right? Yeah. And even when I'm not skating, mm -hmm. you're doing things to prepare you for skating. Like exactly. resting is exactly. part of your job. Like exactly. Going and, you know, even sitting at a at a cashier job is draining. Absolutely. Right? So Absolutely. these types of when you have a full-time job like that, all the extra stuff adds up. Exactly. Or it subtracts if you're not doing it, right? It's just Absolutely. little bits away from your body's recovery time, little bits away from your mental state, you know? Yeah. And yeah. and I liked how you touched on addressing the mindset of an athlete yeah. because I, I feel there's in skating it's getting better but the mental side of sport in my opinion is the most interesting but mm -hmm. it is in a lot of ways the most important it, in the mind's a muscle ways, and, absolutely. and you know the way you train your body it will behave the, the pretty much way. the same way under pressure yeah the mind's the same yeah. you know if you yeah. if you have habitual reactions to yeah. things while training or even in life absolutely they come out when you least expect it when you're absolutely. under pressure all those patterns that you you know your thought process your if it's negative or positive you're you're developing a pattern you're developing something Habits. that your mm -hmm. mind will rely on mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and addressing those is the same as going to the gym and making sure your movement patterns are correct absolutely and your your core is turned on and your this is turned on and your absolutely. that is turned on absolutely is your mind working the same way exactly exactly and the mind is such a such a powerful tool and it can it can propel you or it can literally you can defeat yourself before even stepping on the ice just with your thoughts right mm -hmm. and you know with with our careers we we are i'm we're understanding our thoughts more and more and we're understanding where thoughts come from and and why they're there and and one of the biggest reasons for for performances that don't go the way that you want them to yes of course you know you, you might not be prepared for it but most of the time we are prepared for competitions but one of the reasons why it doesn't happen is you know fear plays a big role in that you know fear of embarrassment fear of not being good enough fear of, of falling fear of so many things and and that fear can you know can paralyze you. So how do you deal with that? How do you understand? And fear is completely normal. You know, you've felt fear before competing. Always. I feel fear Always. before competing. Yuzu feels fear. Patrick feels fear. Caitlin, we all feel fear. So connecting with the kids and being vulnerable with them and telling them that we experience the same things that you experience, but we've developed tools that help us deal with these things. So here's what we... You well, know, it's being able to sit in that discomfort, right? In Absolutely. That fear. And Absolutely. It's, not, it's not so much that fear is a bad thing. Fear it's not. Is, it's not. Fear is your mind in your body's way of protecting you. Absolutely. That's, that's and all preparing yourself. And preparing for yourself, battle, right? You know? Fight or flight. Absolutely. Essentially, if you want to boil it down. Absolutely. But the better you get at it is not that you eliminate the fear, it's no. that you just get comfortable with it, right? Like exactly. It's, it's exactly. like a friend that you lead around, like exactly. a little puppy on a leash, right? Like, come, come with <laughs> yeah, me, yeah, I've got come. something to do. Come, yeah. come, come, i got a job yeah. to do. Yeah, okay, you showed up. Yeah. Okay, here you. you are. All right, okay. that means it's time to compete. Come, let's yeah. go. Exactly. And, and exactly. I think you're absolutely right. Making that connection for kids where they can hear it yeah. and they can start to make their own, you know, their own understanding of it is mm -hmm. so important. And so I, important. Even, even you're talking about the improv, all these different ways of alleviating that fear because yeah. for me improv dancing or improv skating was like i might as well have skated naked like yeah, it was the worst feeling you, ever you have to tell the story you have to tell me the story again about your okay your one last audition okay. story <laughs> this go. was the most <laughs> terrifying audition experience uh -huh. i got to this audition eight in the morning <clears throat> and i get there and i'm in a room full of professional dancers 
and I'm like, oh, professional dancers. Professional dancers. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, this is this is a mistake. Like, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> shouldn't be here. I'm not supposed to be here. Shouldn't be here. I'm Turns a figure out skater. My name is on the list, and uh, so there's some basic choreography. Uh, a walk, 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 a pose, a walk, walk backwards, and then freestyle dancing. <laughs> and I find this out when I get there. And I think my heart rate spiked to 180. I was like, this is Instant. This is like fear. I'm going to have a heart attack. Talked about fear. Yeah. fear yeah. Oh, yeah. In. And so I remember thinking to myself, like, Dylan, this is a growing experience. <laughs> this is a learning. Be You're going to be a better this, person from this. this. And build character. Oh. So I had to go out there in a group of four. We had to improv dance at the same time, and then we had to go one by one. And lo and behold, I had to go last. Of course. And the guy in front of me started doing spins on his head, and uh, <laughs> was a very impressive break dancer. And of course, I next proceeded to flail in my mind. <laughs> of course. Like, what do Absolutely. I do? So I kind of did some, you know, some basic what? dance some, moves. Yeah. I guess it's about yeah, kind of a blur, you know. Okay, okay. It all it, it was all, a little it, traumatic. Yeah, yeah. You I got a dance in the middle of the room. You blacked out. I did a double jump. No, <laughs> you did a, a I double pulled in a manual sandu on. So you think you could dance? I did a double jump, landed, <laughs> oh, and man. then danced my way off the floor. Yes, and oh, my God. um. <laughs> It was so. What du- wait, 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 what double jump? Oh, just like a basic two foot. Two foot. <laughs> not even double axel. Oh, not, no, just come on. Basic no, two no, foot. No, 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 Keep in mind, I haven't done a skating jump in months at this point, right? So, like, my oh body's my like, God. what are you doing to me? <laughs> not to mention under pressure at, like, you know, heart palpitations. Of course, speed, right? of course, of course. So, I, I, I. And how'd you feel? I was, like, flushed. I was sweaty. I, like, <laughs> left that place. I was like, I'm not getting that commercial for sure. But. <laughs> I remember getting in the car and thinking, you know, I'm proud. Of, I was proud of myself uh-huh, that I like went uh-huh. through it yeah, because yeah, yeah. that was probably one of the more uncomfortable things you could have easily I've done in my out. life. And you I've could've... done some weird stuff in my life. I'm a male figure skater, like you, you know, are. I've worn puffy sleeves and yep. sparkles and done the theatrical costume, Robin Hood the- theatrical. Yeah, but Robin I'm proud. Hood I'm proud program. of the Robin yeah, Hood. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, like yeah. the highlight of my career. Yeah. But <laughs> okay, we'll go back to that yeah, one. Yeah. Then. We'll go it, back. To it, that you know what? It was. It was just to tie it all back together. Improv dancing, but. I remember being young and always felt uncomfortable with yeah. it and seminars and lessons, yeah. you know, they make you do it and I would yeah. just lock up. Yeah. But I don't think I ever had someone, or at least maybe I wasn't receptive enough at the mm-hmm. time, but I had never had someone present it to me in a way that I could allow yourself, allow myself to learn, learn from, from it, exactly. you know, and, and that's I the think key. And that's the key. if you could give that, I mean, luckily I was able to develop my own comfort with performance, Yeah, but if if you can give that to yeah even one kid out of yeah. your whole seminar that's give them that freedom yeah that they're no longer like caged yeah. by that fear yeah that's you never huge. know what that's kind huge. of a performer you might create from something like absolutely. that absolutely and absolutely. I, I really like this uh this platform you've got this yeah. this um kind of idea because i think you'll be able to reach skaters in a in an unorthodox way yeah Use your expertise. Use you know our peer group. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're all friends. We all we all yeah. see each other like we yeah. grew up together. Yeah, you know. But you're right. Skaters do look at a lot of skaters in our generation, and I mean, we grew up with some legends. Absolutely. You know, and if 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 there's something to give back that really affects the future of skating around the world, we especially in it. our country, then we have to do yeah, it. Yeah, but absolutely. make it fun and make it fun. Yeah, like absolutely. why not travel the world and 
yeah teach what you love absolutely right? and and you know just to go back to you know the improv and you know for me i remember one of the one of the most important breakthroughs for me was because i was i was like you too when i was young i was uncomfortable with improv especially when people were watching because you know they would put music he's on. lying there's no way that's true <laughs> I, no but seriously I, I i i was very uncomfortable with it when people said you know here's music okay go you know, and I would be shy and I would be uncomfortable. But, you know, one time I had I had this experience with uh, a teacher that, you know, was giving me an intention behind it. She's like, okay, well, you're going to start from standing up and then you're going to go down. You're going to improv it, but I want you to melt. I want you to feel like you're a candle and you're slowly melting. But through this melting, you're moving your arms in a way that is free to you. Wow. Okay, I have direction. Mm-hmm. I know I, I I am going to improv, but at least improv. I have exactly. And so by by starting these, just giving them these little exercises and tools, they start getting comfortable with the thought of improv. And then after that, you can go deeper and deeper and deeper, and eventually you get to the point where okay, music, go right. Have fun, right? You know, because you're allowing yourself now to express your art, express whatever is inside of you, however you want to move. You are comfortable doing it because you have confidence. In your movement right. and that's the most important thing in terms of teaching improv i think and that's then that's kind of what we're developing and and because again I, I i think it'll allow for some skaters to find their uniqueness find their and and that's the thing you know you as a performer you're unique at what you do i'm as a, I, myself as a performer i'm unique at what i do all of a, a lot of skaters that have reached a certain level of of skating are unique to themselves and they can do some they do things and they move in ways that other skaters don't and so you know it's it's if i can give even one skater that epiphany of you know okay Mm -hmm. i found this thing that i'm really good at and i can do it and now i'm going to use that to differentiate myself and to and also to to share my my art with whoever's watching then, then I've, you know, then we've we've succeeded as a team. So yeah, so basically that's that's kind of what you know we we want to do. Well, you're inspiring me to make a comeback now. Let's you know, do it. I feel liberated. Yes. There's things I haven't tapped into right yet. There, yes, right? yes, yes, yes. Feel no, it. I'm just kidding. It's not happening. Okay. Same for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm staying. in The world that. needs you to not be skating all the time. You need to be teaching. I I would I would love to take that role. Absolutely. So. Moving forward, yeah, you 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 take this you know full life of being a a world class figure skater, yeah, and you try and transfer it into the rest of your life, yeah. What would you say is the biggest takeaway, the biggest asset or skill that you've you've gained from you know this journey? Hmm. I'm going to uh, just quickly um, say a quick story, so. Uh, last year nationals um this this last season was to me the most not only just fulfilling but the most growth i've done as a as a person and as an athlete in my entire life so i started the season by being you know having my 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 dream of making the olympic team and you know and the summers was going well and i was training well and quads were happening everything was good i had my goal and i wanted to be on the olympic team and then you know september comes around skating uh, training for a uh, aci and you know i had an accident and you know uh, con- got a concussion and next thing you know you know i thought one month i thought a week it was going to go away 
it didn't two weeks didn't three weeks a month goes by and i'm still in the same situation where i can't even step on the ice for 15 minutes and then i have to get off the ice and i'm home for three days in bed right so that was the first month second month same thing I can't skate. I'm still not on the ice. Now, at that point, we're not even touching the ice because even being on the ice with people skating is giving me symptoms. I have to go home and I'm in bed for three days. So two months go by. That's the situation. Two and a half months go by and I'm in the exact same situation. So I'm in a place now where every single day that goes by, I'm losing sight of this dream. Every day that goes by, I feel like this dream of making the Olympic team is going further and further and further away from me. And so that just that situation has created the most, the darkest time of, of, of my career and nothing was getting better. So what I'm trying to say is that through this situation, three months went by and I wasn't getting better. But then there was something that happened where I finally accepted. I accepted that this was the situation and accepted that if my career ended today, I would be okay with it. I would be okay. I, I, I would make peace with the fact that I might not even be able to go to nationals and perform and that my season is over. If my career ends this way, I had to be okay with it. And when that happened, it allowed me to let go of this attachment that I had from this dream or from this 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 thing that I wanted to achieve and what it did is that all of a sudden it allowed me to just be and allowed me to just skate because at that point things started getting better and I had a month to get ready for nationals and all I wanted at that point was to skate at nationals that's all I wanted I didn't want anything else I just wanted to skate and I wanted to sh to, to, to perform in front of my crowd for the last time and this is exactly what I was able to do. I was able to come to national, step on the ice, and have one thought in my mind, which was skate and be grateful to step on the ice and to be skating. And that has allowed me to give the best performances that I've ever skated in my entire life. And it allowed me to also be open enough to share everything that I had lived and everything that I had gone through in those last three months with everyone that was standing in the building at that uh, during that weekend and so my biggest my biggest lesson was you know for the longest time i was skating to achieve i was skating to to get this medal or get this thing or land this thing but that last time i skated was simply for the love of skating and it was the best performance i've ever skated in my entire life so if there's one thing that i take from this is from that point on i i, I mean Obviously, my career was already was already done, so there was no more achieving to do in that sense. But um, but the biggest thing for me is, is 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 skating for the love of skating and skating for the pure joy of of feeling the ice and and gliding and feeling the speed and and just just being just living on the ice. So that's that's kind of the biggest thing for me in terms of uh, in terms of uh, my career for sure. Yeah. What about you? I don't know how to follow that, but. Um. <laughs> You know, I would say this. there's so many things you gain from being a, a, an athlete, for one. Mm. And I think there's something very special about being a skater because you're a, you're a hybrid of athlete and artist. Yeah. And there's, you know, the two 
in some ways, opposing mindsets Absolutely. that like are somehow smashed together, and you have to <laughs> you, you have, have to, to feed both of them. Absolutely, you know they both are like they're like twins that yeah. need their their yeah. own yeah. you yeah. know care, and, and it's uh, one of the only sports that has it that. is yeah. it is, and and you know you add pairs into the mix, and now you're a partner to you're you're one half of a whole again. Yeah, um, and I think there there are so many lessons that I learned, but I would say for most of my career. I always, I always worked. Mm. I, I was a worker, mm -hmm. and uh, whoever was above me, they may have had more um, natural gifts. Mm -hmm. But I would, I would just, I would always outwork them. That's yeah. how I. That's in yeah. my mind. Like I'm gonna outwork them. I'm yeah. gonna be stronger. I'm gonna yeah. do this. And I developed a sense of balance. Yeah. And that helped me to like unlock Absolutely. my artist side Absolutely. and to unlock my belief. Yeah. And I think. You know, belief is one of the things that belief in myself and belief and optimism and having faith, even when the proof isn't there. Yeah, yeah. Just believing that yeah. it can happen. Absolutely. Is something that as a skater in such a precarious sport where things go wrong all the time, no matter how perfectly you practice. <laughs> no matter one, who you it's are. It's one of the low, I would say, uh, you know, ratio wise, it's one of the lowest sports in terms of performing Absolutely. as well as you practice <laughs> because there's, it's so hard to do under pressure Absolutely. there's so many things that can go wrong absolutely um but there, a lot of things went wrong in my career too yeah. you know i i had a my partnership ended unexpectedly and yeah. that sent me spinning and yeah uh, pun not intended sorry <laughs> um and i was left all of a sudden feeling like i was starting over and i had to reinvent myself again at, tw at 30 years old and then um i had a major accident before yeah. last year's nationals yeah. that yeah. Uh, not many people know about, yeah. but I, you know, a, a, a huge door landed yeah. on my face yeah. and nearly yeah. killed, killed me, you. and I yeah. competed at nationals fully yeah. concussed, and yeah. that was the end of my, you know, yeah. 28-year competitive career, yeah. uh, and it wasn't the way I you expected to see it, yeah. and um, I built up all this, uh, you know, powerful amount of resilience yeah. and tenacity as an yeah. athlete, and the ability to move, you know, as Winston Churchill says, <laughs> you know. <laughs> The success is defined by your ability to move from failure to failure without a loss of enthusiasm. And, yeah, and as, a, as a skater, where you put yourself out there and judges yeah. tell you if it was good enough, yeah. you have to be able to do that, Absolutely. right? You have to go back to the drawing board and not lose your love for the sport and your motivation. Absolutely. And that you know, strength and that resilience is so strong and it was so tied into me being an athlete. Yeah. And I think what I realized and what I've been realizing over the last year since I've stopped is that all of those assets, all those skills are me as a person, not mm -hmm. me as a skater. Mm -hmm. And I've acquired those things mm -hmm. for life, mm -hmm. not for yeah, skating. Exactly. And, um, you know, being able to, to face whatever's coming at me, because it, retirement's hard. It is. You yeah. know, um, I had I had like a really hard emotional time watching Stars on Ice. That was yeah. like that was like my moment yeah. of unlocking all those buried yeah. feelings. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, it it's hard to like finally accept that the thing that got you up in the morning and the thing you thought about when you went to sleep and the the reason you ate this and did that mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. it's gone. gone. Like your your identity is yeah. shifted. Yeah, and it takes a lot of resilience. It yeah. takes a lot of determination. Yeah to define yourself yeah. and to love yourself without it. Yeah. And Absolutely. I think the biggest thing I've taken is that all of these things in my life and skating have built me not for skating. Yeah. 
but for, for who Dylan is going to be for the rest of my life. Incredible. And I think the the journey is now finding where they fit. Yeah. And finding where I fit and how can I find greatness whatever however i define that yeah. how can i find that using yeah. what you know my the first love yeah. skating yeah. like yeah. my first passion what it gave me yeah and then how can i apply those things and yeah. i think that has been the most interesting transformation for me and, and one that i'm still going through amazing amazing well i think uh i think those are uh, all great lessons that we've learned throughout our entire lives and we'll be able to apply them in our lives and we'll keep keep growing hopefully keep we may we, we may just like never be good at anything or we again. may you never just, know right? absolutely we may <laughs> we may fail. have hit our we, we peaked may, we peaked early you we know may we really maybe we should really really retire yeah, yeah. and go find a beach and just like and guys, just live let's in, chalk it up we had some fun you know what let's do it okay i wish you best of luck and okay. you know i know you wish you me too, best man. of luck too but i think that we'll end up on uh on an island somewhere without well uh, maybe we can start a skating school on the island there you go i'm down let's do skate global turns into just skate the island skate the yeah <laughs> skate island skate awesome island. man good chatting Great. with you good talking to you let's too, not bro. wait a year again no absolutely not awesome. absolutely not many thanks again to dylan and Alaj for spending time with us at nationals in st john uh to share this conversation with us and for them to have the opportunity to catch up as well and uh, we hope you enjoyed it as well and thanks again for joining us on this edition of the skate canada alumni podcast if you enjoyed this show if this is the first time you're hearing it we'd encourage you to subscribe to the podcast you can do that through apple podcasts through itunes google play google podcasts pod all sorts of podcasting apps and directories so just search for skate canada alumni podcast you'll be able to subscribe and that way you won't miss any future episodes that we release you'll always receive a notification and uh, you can listen in each month when we release a new episode if you're interested in reading some more stories that we won't ever feature on the podcast potentially then check out our blog as well because we have regular written posts from our alumni members that uh, that may be stories you've never heard of before. So head on over to alumni.skatecanada.ca. If you're alumni yourself, you can register there to receive updates as we make programs, events, and more information available to our, to our members. Or if you'd just like to follow um, some of the many tales that our, our alumni can uh, share with the world. So thanks again for joining us and please join us next time. Return to the Skate Canada Alumni Podcast next month for even more alumni stories.